Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory starts a brand new series entitled Authority, and this one's going to be life-changing. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. Is there a Bible in the building today? Lift, lift, the, lift the Bible in the air. Not, the, not, not, not uh, digital, uh, but just a Bible with pages. Lift it up in the air. Wave that Bible. Look at that right there. We still have Bibles in church today. Glory to God. Right? And so make sure you look at it, right? If you're on, a pla- on, on some kind of device, look at the Scriptures. Don't just listen to me because if you get this, your life will never, ever be the same again. So now, as new creations, we have been put in position of power and authority, a position delegated to us by God through Jesus Christ. It's delegated to us by God through Jesus Christ. Along with that authority comes certain responsibilities. So I want us to examine God's Word concerning that position and the authority that we have in Him. Somebody say, I have authority, but it's in him. All right? See, I have it, but it's in him. All right? I love something Minister Bernard uh, said earlier. You are a miracle. How many of y'all realize you are a miracle? Right? I want you to look at your neighbor right now. You all remember back in the 90s, we used to talk to our neighbor the entire service. Tap your neighbor on the shoulder and tell him, neighbor? Right? Take a picture of me. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. Tell them, neighbor, neighbor. Take, a take a picture of me. Then tell them this, because if you knew, if you knew who, was who was sitting next to you, you would know, you would know that, picture that picture will be worth, will be worth a lot of money one day. So when we received and when you received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you were delivered from the power of darkness. You don't have to go take a class. You don't need to do anything else. The moment you gave your life to God and received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you were delivered from the power of darkness, right? You weren't delivered from darkness, but you were delivered from the power of darkness, This is why we don't have deliverance services at Linked Up Church, because it would be a disgrace to what he's done through his death, burial, and resurrection for us to sit around and try to plead and ask him to do something he's already done for us. Come on, somebody say, I'm already already delivered. delivered. All right, so Colossians chapter 1, which is our foundation text, verse 13, New King James Version reads this way. So remember now, when we receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, We were delivered from the power of darkness. Colossians 1.13 says, He that delivered us from the power, now that word power there is a Greek word, exousia, and it means mastery or delegated influence or authority. So how many know before we were saved, Satan had mastery over our lives? And I don't know about you, I sinned at the highest level. And then we'll go home and try to think about how to sin at a higher level next weekend. Anybody else in here? Okay, so y'all, y'all lying. I said before salvation. 
right? When, when you were wrong, how many of you know we were all the way wrong? Right? I, I'm talking about before salvation, right? That's because Satan had mastery over our lives. He has what's called delegated influence and authority. Folks, Satan is the lowercase g God of this world. And he actually has influence in the earth, and he has power upon the earth. Right? Well, you might say, well, where did he get that power from? Well, when Adam sinned, how many of y'all know Adam was the authority on the earth prior to sin? Right? But the moment he sinned, he gave his authority over to Satan, and Satan became the God, lowercase g, of this world. Right? So, God had to send his son, Jesus Christ, right? He had to come in the form of a man. God manifested himself as a man through his son, Jesus Christ, and he had to go through the death, burial, and resurrection in order to give us the authority back that Satan lost. Everybody clear on that, right? And so, darkness is still in the earth. It just doesn't have any authority or power over our lives. I need somebody to realize that, right? And so, none at all. So, he delivered us from the power of darkness. He didn't deliver us from darkness. He delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear son. That word conveyed means transfer. So, so he took us out of one and transferred us into another. We are not in both. How I many know that would be schizophrenic? Right, so to say the devil made me do something and I'm a believer would be really a, an embarrassment to the power of God. That should be better said, I actually did what I wanted to do. Everybody clear on that? Now, let me help you all understand transferred or conveyed, right? How many of y'all have a banking account? In order to move money from one account to another, you have to do what? So, a couple of weeks ago, I sold something, and it was a pretty big check uh, that was given to me as a result. I go to the bank, use my debit card, tell the teller. See, they're not used to working with customers. People don't go in banks anymore. So, you can tell they're just not sharp, right? I was the only one in there. You can tell when I walked in, four people, can I help you? Can I help you? They're all looking for something to do, right? And so, I gave them the last four. I gave them the debit card. I mean, you know, that check should go into the right account. Somehow that check ended up in my daughter's account. So it was transferred into my daughter's account. I went home and told my wife, I said, I better call her right now. Because, boy, if that girl see that money in that account, she's going to say hallelujah <laughs> and probably go shopping. So I had to call my daughter and say, hey, babe, so money uh, was, uh, was really deposited into your account, but it's not your money. So, I'm going to transfer that money back out of your account into my account first thing in the morning. As soon as it clears, I'm going to transfer that out. Now, the Holy Spirit woke me up about 430 that morning because <laughs> my daughter might have gotten up early that morning, right? And I transferred that money out. Now, how many know once it went out of her account and into my account, it's no, she has no more access to it? The only one that has access to it is the one whose account it's in. Amen. All right. So, so Jesus went through great lengths to transfer you out of something into something else. All right. 
And in that kingdom of darkness is sickness, disease, lack, poverty. Come on, somebody. That's not over in the kingdom of his dear son. In the kingdom of his dear son is health, wealth, prosperity, good relationships. Come on, somebody. Watch this now. And you can't commingle the two. So a lot of times, folks, what we're trying to do is receive over in this kingdom by these rules. And it doesn't work. Still with me out there? The word power is literally transferred or delegated authority. You have been delivered from the power or authority of darkness and then placed into God's kingdom. I really need that to, to sink in today. You're not in both. Opposite of that is true too. You're in one or the other, but not both. Everybody clear? Now, let's read this out of the Message Bible. I love the, what the Message Bible says here. Colossians 1, 13 and 14 says, God rescued us from dead-end valleys and dark dungeons. He set us up in the kingdom of the Son He loves so much. Notice the Message Bible says He set us up. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm way up. Do you believe that today? If you really knew how high he set you up, you'd operate from the level that you know he set you up at. So he set us up in the kingdom of his dear son that he loves so much. So notice it's his son that he loves so much. We get the benefit from the relationship that he has with his son when we accept his son. But really, I want you to see this. What he's doing for us, he's doing for us out of love for his son. Everybody clear? How many know he couldn't do it for us? Am I the only one willing to be honest in here? Just stuff I thought yesterday, he would just be so disappointed with me. How many of y'all glad he's not looking at us when he's doing things for us? Come on, I'm asking a question. I said, how many of y'all are glad he's not looking at us when he's doing things for us? He's literally looking at how much he loves his son. That's such an important point as we navigate through this, okay? So the son who got us out of the pit we were in got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating. I remember when I used to say, boy, and I wouldn't say, but I would say, God, if you get me out of this situation, watch this, I'll never do it again. What I really meant was, God, if you get me out of this situation, I'll never do it again until next weekend. <laughs> Come on, anybody else in here willing to be honest, right? I'm talking about throwing up in the toilet, all kinds of, God, just, God, just get me out of this situation, right? And then right back doing the same thing. But boy, once I got saved... Come on, somebody, because I couldn't do that. I couldn't get rid of that on my own. But the moment I gave my life to Jesus Christ, he delivered me from the sin that I was doomed to keep repeating. So that guy who went from needing to get drunk every weekend hadn't even had a sip of wine in 33 years. Come on, somebody. Come on, that guy that just 
was a womanizer. Has only been with one woman since I was 22 years old. I'm 54 today. I'm trying to encourage somebody in here today. That guy that grew up in such poverty that it was 13 people living in a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath home. I'll just leave the rest of that alone. God has been good. Come on, somebody. I said God has been good. So what I'm building here is when God transfers you, there was enough power in that transfer for you to never go back. Do you believe that today? I said, do you believe that today? You have the power to stop smoking today. You have the power and the ability to save yourself until marriage now. You don't have to get it. You have it now. You just need to believe it. You have the ability to stop drinking today. This one will bless you right here. Somebody getting ready to shout. But you have the power to stop lying. Oh, that's a good one right there. Come on, because some people, boy, if telling the truth would get them out of trouble, they still couldn't tell the truth. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? Right? So all power was given to Jesus after his resurrection, and he instructed us to go, watch this now, using his authority. All power was given to Jesus after his resurrection, and he instructed us to go using his authority. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 and 19 is what you have. I will also read verse 20. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Then notice what he says, go, right? All authority is given to me in heaven and earth, now you go. All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, now you go. He did not say all authority has been given to you. He said all authority has been given to me, and you go. I hope you're catching that. See, we've been out trying to do stuff in our authority. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, but you go. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Watch this. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of this age. Or translation, as long as you use my authority for the purpose by which I gave it, I'll be with you doing that to the yes. end of this age. Amen. And in this context, it was making disciples and baptizing those disciples, water baptism in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, getting them in a class system that teaches them who they now are in Christ. Amen. So if you get them saved, you make disciples, you get them water baptized, and you teach them, I will be with you until the end of this age. That's the purpose for his authority in this context. How many know it's not to get a million-dollar house? See how we got all off with that? 
it's not to get the designer stuff and all the stuff that we, we were using authority for. Yes. Calling money from the north, south, east, and the west. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, because what, what you don't understand is as long as you use the authority his way, the money's going to come from the north, south, east, and the west. When that's out of order is when we wanted to come from the north, south, east, and the west, and we're not out getting people saved, making disciples, getting people water baptized, and teaching them the word of God. So that power was given to you as part of your inheritance in Christ Jesus. So you've entered into this position of authority, listen very carefully, because of who you are in him. Not because of who you are. You see the difference. All right? That power was given to you as part of your inheritance, right? Because you're in him. So now, righteousness came upon all believers. Listen very carefully. But you must believe and act on it from a position of authority. It's a key point here. Righteousness came upon all believers... But you must believe and act on it from a position of authority. Right? And so before I even read the text, as long as you think you're righteous, then you're going to operate in your authority. When you say, I did this, I tithe, I do this, I serve, then now you have to use your authority that comes from what you do. But when you understand that everything came from him, you see the difference, right? And, and it's a privilege for you to be able to use his story and the fact that he made you righteous and use his authority for his purposes. You all still with me out there? All right. Now, Romans 5, 18. I'll read out of the Passion, Trans Passion Translation. I just love the way it reads here. I was sharing this with my wife last night. I'd actually never read this verse out of the Passion Translation. It says, in other words, just as condemnation came upon all people through one transgression, who was that? Come on, students. Who was that? Terrence. Terrence. I said, who was that? <laughs> I heard so. Did somebody say Terrence? <laughs> who, who was that? Come on, say it like you know it. So, in other words, just as condemnation came upon all people, so notice this, one person transgressed and condemnation came on the entire world. Condemnation set us apart from God, right? And the only way that we could get back to that was for one person to do something that gets us back in. Everybody clear? One person did something that took us out. Now, one person has to do something to put us in. So, in other words, just as condemnation came upon all people through one transgression, so through one righteous act of Jesus, right, his death, burial, and resurrection, sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us to a victorious life is now available to all. Now, this is getting ready to lift you to a place The perfect righteousness that makes us right with God was nothing that I did. 
And the moment I start thinking my righteousness is perfect because I go to church, I give. Come on, somebody. I serve. I do this. I do that. Then now the life that I live has to come from what I've done and not what he did. But his perfect righteousness makes us right with God, listen to this, and leads us to a victorious life. And so just like condemnation came on all, he says this gift of righteousness is available to all. Somebody ought to receive it and just thank God for it right now. I need you all to understand as human beings, we are so limited in our capacity to always do the right thing, always say the right thing. I don't know about you all. I mess up every day in some capacity. Anybody else in here willing to be honest? Every day, something I could have said that differently. Come on, somebody. I could have. I didn't need to think that. Why did I respond that way? Come on. As husbands, as wives, as parents. Come on. As workers, as employers, as employees. I mean, we mess up every day. But when we receive the righteousness that made us perfect, then we can use the authority he's given us, not based off of who we are, but based off of who he is. And then that will lead us to a victorious life all the days of our life. Yes. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us, that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God, watch this, through our union with him. So everything, and all I'm doing is laying a foundation. All the tools we get to use is only because of us being in him. That's where it all comes from. All the authority and all the power comes from our daily decisions to really operate in this earth on his behalf. So let, let's get into this. Point number one, understanding authority. I just want to give some definitions and some information. All I'm doing is introducing this today. Understanding authority. Every letter A, every Christian, every disciple of Christ has authority in this world. All right? And when you understand that, then you understand that no sickness, no disease, no variant has any right to live in your body. And even if it attaches itself to your body, if you understand the kingdom that he transferred you in, it has to die immediately and begin leaving your body the moment you recognize that a foreigner has come over into kingdom territory and it has no right to be there. Right? Even when the world goes through a recession, that's their kingdom. That's not God's kingdom. I'm talking about everything that's happening over there has no right to happen over here. And you literally can go through the same exact scenario that the world is going through and come out better on the other side of it. Come on, get raises, get promotions, be healthier. Come on, marriages be better. Come on, everything can happen better in this kingdom when you understand that that's the one you're operating in and out of. So I declare that whatever you lost during this pandemic, 
Now that you understand this, and we'll understand this further, the enemy will return it back to you seven times greater than what you lost. Come on, somebody, somebody missed that right there. Whether it's money you lost, health you lost, relationships you lost, come on, somebody, you can take it all back and get it back with interest. What is authority by definition? In Webster's Ninth New Collegiate Dictionary, the word authority is defi defined as power to influence or command thought. That's a good one right there. Because I know it's our, it's our thought life that gets us in trouble. So you've got to learn how to command thoughts, right? When the wrong thought comes in, you've got to pull that one down, deconstruct, and then reconstruct a new thought based off of the kingdom that you're in. And I'll get into that more because your words have power. and we're not, we're not talking enough. We're doing a lot of listening, but we're not talking enough. I mean, people with authority command stuff. They're not commanding it based off of who they are. They're commanding it based off of who he is and what he's done for us. It's opening in or behavior. It's person or, in person, or it's a person who's in command. So within the Greek language, the word authority means the right to exercise power, right? So it's a word exousia, the right to exercise power. So what gives me this right to exercise this power is what he did for me, right? The moment I think I have power, I'm, you know, I'm in trouble, right? And this is what gets people all messed up, the man of God. The power of God is ex exhuming from him. I mean, listen. Don't ever treat me that way. My name is Joel Gregory, and I'm just like everybody else in this room who's got to believe God. Come on, somebody. Command God. Come on, somebody. Don't ever put me up because I am nothing but a humble servant in his sight. See, that, that's, that's what happened to them. They, they got all messed up because they got entourages. And 50 people, come on, somebody, and they get all the, I, I'm the authority in this house. No, believe it or not, I'm not the authority in this house. God is. Oh, I'm going somewhere with this one. And see, then what ends up happening is that spirit from here gets on the people. And now when this person thinks that you exist to serve them, the attitude is wrong. Not understanding that the only reason he exists is for the opportunity to serve you. See the difference? And he should stand there understanding that it is a privilege and an honor that God would allow him to use his authority to serve his people. Come on, I need somebody to give God a real good praise in this place, right? See the difference? So let her see. Authority is the right to command or exercise power. Now, what is power? Because you have to understand both of these, right? It's his authority, and it's also his power. 
So what is power? Within the same dictionary, letter A, the word power is defined as the ability to act or produce strength, right? So he gives us authority. Power is the ability or the act or the uh, ability to produce that strength. Letter B, within the Greek language, the word power, azusia, means privilege, force, capacity. Again, delegated influence, strength, or authority. So, therefore, authority is the right to exercise the ability to act or the right to exercise strength, force, or privilege, influence, or power. Listen to this, letter D. Without authority, you have no right to use power. Right? And if you don't know where the authority came from, you will abuse it. You'll lord over people. Right? So without authority, you have no right to use power. Without power, your authority is meaningless. So you have no ability or strength with which with to produce something. All right? And the best example of this I could think of, my brother is a police officer. Thank you, Lieutenant Gregory, for your service. Uh, he risked his life. He's a police officer in Detroit, Michigan. So he lays his life on the line every night. So how many know, pray for police officers. All right. But th this was the best illustration I could think of. His uniform and his badge and his vehicle gives him the authority to pull you over, right? So he goes through an academy, and he learns all of the laws, the rules, and what it means to be a police officer, right? When he puts on that badge, that uniform, or he's in a vehicle, I mean, all three of those gives him the authority to pull you over. Now, if he uses his authority in any other way than he was trained in that academy, I mean, there'll be no power there to back it. Right? So, so the power comes from the state or the local government to enforce the ticket he or she writes you. So it's just paper when the police officer writes you the ticket. The power is coming from the local and state government to enforce it. Everybody clear? Amen. So as long as he uses the, the state and local government's authority the way he was trained to use it on their behalf the right way, now they're obligated to use their power to back it. Yes. Everybody clear? So as long as we use the authority that God has given us the way he gave it to us and for his purposes, he is now obligated to back it with all of his power. Yes. Everybody clear? So now let's think about the rogue police officer who is doing or using his authority the wrong way. I mean, now he becomes a regular citizen and has to go through a trial and could potentially suffer the same consequences Right? as the people that he actually has the authority to put in jail. Yes. So notice, when he gets out of line and uses the authority the wrong way, he reduces himself 
to everyone that he serves. And could suffer the same penalties that he has the authority to use. The power can't support him in that situation. Everybody see where I'm going with this? All right? And so every time I decide to find out what God said about something and then use his authority for his purpose, God says, now I'm obligated to use every resource I have at my disposal to help you. Everybody clear? Now, so as long as that officer is using that authority properly, the state and the local government is obligated uh, to use his power to back him or her at a real high level. Folks, I want you to know that every time you use the name of Jesus the right way, and we're going to get into that, see, because we've been using it like a magic wand. Right? We don't even know nothing about what he said. All I know is just put this on the back of it, and it's going to work out all right. Right? You cannot use his authority on people. You can't say, that's my wife. That's my husband. And we're going to get into a lot of different things. You can't use his authority to command a car. I don't think that's what he meant by that. You can receive one. See the difference? Right? But, but it's a higher level to this. When I know that he's already provided all those things for me, why would I waste my time using my authority on things? When I can use it for souls. And when I prioritize souls, he gives me all the things to support that. Everybody clear? How many of y'all glad you came today? I'm going to close right here. All I'm doing is introducing today and then we'll build. Go with me to Acts chapter 9. I'm going to close with this story today. Acts chapter 9, verses 11 through 16, I'll read out of the Passion Translation. In this this context here, uh, Paul is operating in miracles at a real high clip. I mean, oh, if somebody comes, I wish I could sing like Minister Bernard. Man, I wish I had that gift right there. I probably would never really get to the message. I'd just sing the whole service, right? But how many of y'all know, for me to try to get up and act like him, you all are getting ready to say, now, he needs to just be himself. (laughs) Or imagine if I came out there. My wife is kind of evangelistic and a teacher. Oh, she's both. She's all of that. Imagine if I came out like she comes out. That's just not who I am. So I'm not getting ready to try to be anything other than what he called me to be. Come on, somebody. But what will happen sometimes is is people will see God using someone else, and they'll say, I want to do that. I can do that. Not understanding that you didn't pay the same price that they paid. Hello, somebody. And so he's not obligated to put something on you if that's not what he called you to do. So there's a lot of people out here trying to do stuff without his authority and with no power. 
So let's pick this story up. Verse 11. God kept releasing a flow of extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. Who was he doing this through? The hands of Paul, right? Because of this, people took Paul's handkerchiefs and articles of clothing, even pieces of cloth that had touched his skin, laying them on the bodies of the sick, and diseases and demons left them, and they were healed. Somebody give God glory for that right there. So I want you to see this. As long as Paul was out preaching, getting people saved, water baptized, hello somebody, teaching them the Word of God, making disciples, look what was being released off of his life. Everybody clear? Okay, watch this now. That's what we want here at Linked Up Church. Right? We want it just flowing out of this place that when they step on the grounds, Oh, my leg just feel better. I woke up this morning, I had some crinks in my leg. As soon as I just stepped out of my car and stepped on the premises, my body feels better. Boy, then the closer they get to the door, just all kind of good stuff just start hitting them. They start feeling better. People saying I couldn't breathe. Then I walked in the worship center and my nostrils just cleared up. I came in and my lower back was tight on this side. And during praise and worship, it just loosened up. And before I realized it, I was praising God with everything that I had. When I was driving off the lot, come on, somebody, the car, the car was acting crickety on my way to church. But for whatever reason, it just kind of worked out. And, and, and now it's running just the way it was supposed to run. Man, the job was acting a fool on last week. I left church on Sunday morning, got to work on Monday, and everything was just all right. Boss called me into his office, want to give me a raise. Come on, somebody. Man, I left, I left church, and the deal looked like it was dead. And then all of a sudden, I got a call on Monday morning. The deal is back alive. They told me I'm the front runner for the contract. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about God's power being manifested at a high clip. Right? But just like anything else, watch this now. Verse 13 and 14. Now there were seven itinerant Jewish exorcists, sons of Sceva, the high priest, who took it upon themselves. Now, right there, you should highlight that, yes. underline that. See, because what did they do? They took it upon themselves. See, in other words, I can do that too. I can do what Paul did. See? Y'all see that? See, once again, who are they relying on? Themselves. So what result are they going to get? Are they going to get their results? Let's keep reading. Now, there were seven itinerant Jewish exorcists, sons of Sceva, the high priests, who took it upon themselves to use the name and authority of Jesus over those who were demonized. They would say, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. See? So, yeah. How many of y'all know a lot of us are quick to say what the apostles said, and what the bishops said, what the pastors said, but the bishops said, but the apostles said, but the evangelists said. See, and we're trying to do what they did because they said it, but not because we have any revelation of it ourselves. 
people. We don't have the same relationship with God that they have. All right? So they would say, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. So one day when they said those words, the demon that was in the man replied, wait a minute. I know about Jesus and I recognize Paul. But who do you think you are? Now, how many of y'all know that's something when the demon starts talking back to you and saying, hold on, wait a minute. Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? Come on, somebody. Watch this now. But who do you think you are? Then the demonized man jumped on them, threw them to the ground, beating them mercilessly, he overpowered the seven exorcists until they all ran out of the house naked and badly bruised. All because they came up with this great idea. What was that great idea? They took it upon themselves. And so let this be a lesson as I close. The moment you want to take things upon yourself... When you, when you want to handle your marriage yourself, come on, somebody. When you want to handle raising your kids yourself, come on. When you want to handle them yourself, I got this. I got this. The moment you say, I got this, I'm going to handle this myself. God, I tried your way. I prayed. I fasted. I tithed. And I still ended up in this situation. My Lord. Good stuff, isn't it? I'll just stop right there for the day. Did you all get anything out of this today? What, what's something you will not do today or this week? I heard this side of the room. I couldn't hear this side of the room. What's something you will not do today or this week? How many of y'all can think about a situation that you, you took care of? How'd you like those results? Not good, right? right? And so, so what we're understanding here is his authority, his power for his purposes. Right? The more I operate in his purposes, the more authority and the more ability to use that authority is released. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, 
I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.